Well, when I was 19 years old, uh, having just finished a year of college, I sat my dad, Sam Mulkey, down at a restaurant. It was in Bothell, Washington. And I remember so clearly this day, because I had a whole year of college, so I was going to go to my sophomore year, and I was really knowledgeable, having graduated high school and then assessed in my whole first year of college just all the things my dad could have done differently. Me and all of my gathered wisdom sat my father down and told him over an hour lunch all that he did wrong in raising me. I informed him just systematically, this is everything you could have done differently and it would have gone so much better had you done it. It's appalling. And I remember my dad just sat there and was like, thank you and I love you. And I mean, he, he had tears in his eyes. And, and I, I walked away from that time and just thought like, like man, that was, I'm really glad I did that. That was, I was really successful. Like I shared my heart and, and I, it, was, it was years later after much hum humility and growth, I remember just calling my dad and just repenting because I had no honor in that conversation. And all my dad showed me was honor in hearing me out, in listening to what I had to say. And I mean, I just remember that moment so clearly. I didn't like consult anybody. I was dating my wife at the time, Jessica. Didn't say, hey babe, I'm gonna you know, confront my dad and inform him on all the ways he could have done better. I just did it. And my dad took it. It was just this incredible moment that the longer I have been alive, now I have kids, and I just think, man, I'm so grateful for my dad that he didn't just body slam me in that moment. And I'm thankful to the Lord that he didn't smoke me where I stand or sat, but allowed me the foolishness of being a young man and figuring out and discovering honor. Because it's not easy. It's not easy to discover honor. So what I'm about to describe, what we're going to go through tonight is something, hopefully, you're going to get it, and you're going to take good notes, and you're going to learn it, and the Spirit of God is going to lead you somewhere, because I don't want you to have the same experience I had. I would like you to learn from my experience. That's called wisdom. You learn from somebody else's experience, then you don't have to repeat it. Now, if you're like me, and you've already sat your parents down and told them how they're terrible and they could do better, well then, know that it gets better, and God's going to humble you, and you'll be able to repent later. So, there you go. Here we go. Honor, this is from one of my favorite authors, Danny Silk, honor defines the relational culture of heaven, which Jesus established on earth through the new covenant. No longer do we relate on the basis of our compliance to rules, but on the basis of the Father's value for and acceptance to us. Honor is the culture of heaven, and it's based not on rules, but on how we relate to a good dad and a family. So my three points tonight are discover honor's power, discover honor's place, and discover honor's people. Discover honor's power, discover honor's place, and discover honor's people. My goal and everything that I'm doing here is to bring heaven to earth. I want heaven to come in. In order for heaven to come in, we've got to have honor. Now, in order to discover honor's power, there's three subpoints to this, and they are honor's power is spiritual, 
Honor's power is physical, and honor's power is relational. And here's what I mean. Spiritual meaning this. God himself is a trinity, meaning Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So let me blow your minds theologically that you have three gods. No, it's actually one God, three persons. They're super personal. They're, they're larger, they're bigger, they're grander than you can imagine, and they all coexist, and they all exist in this, like, dance together it's kind of like a light. If you look at the lights that are shining down on you, that light exists right now as a particle, a beam, and a wave. But it's light. God himself exists in a trinity. And honor flows from him because the trinity doesn't relate in a hierarchy. It relates in mutual submission to one another. It's not based on rules. It's based on love. So in order to tap into honor's power, first you have to recognize all honor comes from God. And God is not trying to put you in a submissive situation in which you now obey his rules, right? And a lot of times we think, well, coming to Jesus means now i got a bunch of rules to follow. No, it's coming into a different relationship. And to discover honor's power, we have to enter into a relationship with God. And the way that happens is through Jesus. You see Jesus, you see the Father, and when you experience Jesus, you experience the power of the Holy Spirit. And the way you come to Jesus is you just repent of your sins, trust in him, put your faith in him, and then he takes your sin and gives you his righteousness. It's incredible. Okay. 1 Samuel 2.30 says this, and the Lord is talking to Israel here. Therefore, the Lord, the God of Israel, declares, I promise that your house and the house of your father should go in and out before me forever. But now the Lord declares, far be it from me, for those who honor me, I will honor, and those who despise me shall be lightly esteemed. God's saying here, honor me, and I'm, and I'm going to honor you. Meaning, look at God, and look how great he is. Look how grand he is. And it's what we've done here in singing. We've said, God, we want to honor you. God, we want to worship you. Lord, we want to lift you up. And then God's going to honor us. Now, the second way we discover honor's power is in the physical and there's a story out of Mark chapter 6 where Jesus comes into his hometown and no one honors him. And he says, man, the prophet is not honored even in his hometown. And the text says this, verse 5, and he could do no mighty work there except he laid his hands on a few sick people and healed them. And he marveled because of their unbelief. Jesus connects here honor with unbelief. That if you really believe God is who he says that he is, then you're going to honor him. And if you honor the Lord, you actually usher in the environment for the miraculous. Jesus comes to his hometown and is like, I want to save people. I love these people. I want them healed. And they don't honor him. And so he can heal a couple of sick people, but the miracles he wanted to perform, he wasn't able to perform because they didn't honor him. Isn't that amazing? I mean, this, this concept of honor, that, it, that so often what we're thinking is honor is just, well, how I relate to somebody in authority. When really honor is about, man, ushering in a kingdom mindset. And say, because I love God, I want to honor people made in his image. And then finally, honor is relational. 1 Peter 2.17 says this, honor Everyone, 1 Peter 2.17, honor everyone, love the brotherhood, 
ladies, that's a general term of honoring the family. All right. Fear God, honor the emperor, or honor the king. This passage in 1 Peter, Peter's just saying, hey, listen, just honor everybody. Now, how do we do that? In order to usher in honor's power, how do we do that? Well, here's a lot of times how we look at honor. We look at honor like, I like Kylie. Kylie's cool. Kylie wears cool clothes. Nice shoes. Nice shoes. I got a cool jean jacket like Kylie. I'm not honored like Kylie. You look good tonight. Man, nice, nice, nice jacket. A lot of times we think about that as honor. I didn't honor Kylie. All I did was honor myself. All I did was see stuff in Kylie that I liked. That was, a, that was it's the most narcissistic thing. Narcissism meaning all about me. When we look at another person and we think, man, you're so amazing. You're so cool. Why are we doing that? Well, most of the time it's because they look like us. Now, what's, what is the word for that in school? It's a click. How does a click form? It forms with a bunch of people say, well, you look like me. And you look like me. And you talk like that. You know what? If we're all together and we all look the same, this is going to be a great environment because we're all going to kind of make ourselves feel better by, by just being like one another. And that, that's what passes as honor most of the time. When actual honor is looking at somebody who's not like you and seeing the image of God in them and seeing the value in them for who they are in and of themselves, for the unique talents, the unique things that they bring, the unique way they dress, that you don't dress, and just honoring them, just highlighting, man, I, you know what, you're not like me, but that's cool, that thing that you do, it's so different than me, I do this all the time, because I'm, I'm somebody who is, uh, is incredibly intense, uh, is, is very extroverted, and, and I have grown in my ability to honor other people, and there's people in my life who are so different than me. And I have grown, and it's taken me decades to learn how to look at somebody else who's the opposite of me and just me be grateful. The person that I do this with most with is my wife. Because I'm incredibly extroverted, she's incredibly introverted. And so just us being together, I'm this high, like, intuitive person. When I walk into a room, I just think, potential. Every time I walk in a room, just what is the potential of this room? What can we do in this room? What can we do with this car? What can we do? What can we do? My wife immediately thinks, sight, sound, taste, touch. I hate that color. I don't like that. The room's too small. The ceiling's too low. Who chose that color? Who chose those speakers? Why did they? I mean, she's immediately on the sensor side. And I've had to learn to honor my wife by being grateful for what she brings. So I just want to challenge you that so often what's passing as honor is actually narcissism. It's actually just honoring yourself and somebody else. Not actually looking at another human being and saying, you have dignity, value, and worth. Okay, second point. Discover honor's place. Okay, honor's place. Ephesians 6.2, the home. Children, obey your parents in the Lord, for this is right. Honor your father and mother. 
This is the first commandment with a promise. Ooh, man. <sighs> that is hard. Considering the story I just told at the beginning, right? Honor your father and mother. The first commandment with a promise. That it, what's the promise? Verse 3, that it may go well with you and you may live long in the land. Man, I was an idiot at 19 years old. The first commandment with a promise. Honor. Does that mean do everything your parents tell you to do? No. Does that mean um, submit in every single way to your parents? No. I mean, see your parents as other human beings. See them as people that God has placed in your life to instruct you, to give you wisdom, to help you, to love you, to guide you, to honor them for the position they're in. And because God has called you to do it. And it's the first commandment with a promise. Shoot. I can still honor my parents even though I'm married, knowing that it's the first commandment with a promise. Tonight, I was with my boys. Uh, we had a big senior lunch. Watched a football game, had chicken wings. It was incredible. Um, those of you seniors who missed it, well, you missed out, you know? You missed out. Juniors, next year, you'll be able to come to my house and have chicken wings, and it'll be amazing. So... So at the end of the game, I was like, hey, boys, PJ, CJ, AJ. And, I, and they were like standing close to me, and I was like, hey, boys. And they were still talking, hey, boys. Oh, I was like, oh, my gosh. I was even thinking, I preached tonight on honor, and I just feel so dishonored right now. <laughs> PJ, CJ, AJ. PJ, CJ, AJ, yeah. Dad, hey, would you help me clean? Ugh, no. Yeah, sure. And I was like, get in the library. And the library is where we go have a conversation where we're not around other people, you know, because you don't want to, like, yell at your kids in front of other people. So, um, so I, we go to the library, and I shut the door, and I was like, what is happening right now? Are you kidding me? Like, is this really how you're going to treat me? Like, everything has gone well for you today. Just have a great attitude and clean. And CJ's like, what's your problem, Dad? I'm like, my problem is your lack of honor. So pull it together and go back out there and clean. And he's like, fine. You know, so that covers the rest of this verse, which is fathers do not provoke your children to anger, but bring them up in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. So there's, there's, there's principles here, right? There's this whole element that when we get in a family and we want to honor father and mother and we, and we, we run into these moments where, yeah, we want to honor, but our fathers and our mothers, man, I just provoke to anger. There's this constant tension happening and there's a need for a lot of grace. There's a need for a lot of honor, even when you've been sinned against. I've been sinned against by my kids. I, I'm still going to honor them tonight. I have to, because um, I wasn't able to repent to them before I left. I'm tonight. I'm going to go home and I'm to repent to my kids. You know, and I'm not going to say you were wrong and I'm justified. I'm just going to be like, I, you know, forgive me. I I should not have, like, yelled at you. I was dishonored, but I could have handled it differently. Forgive me. So I got to do that. Now, I want you guys to know, man, when your relationships right now, your mom and dad, this is the first commandment with a promise for you. And honor is looking at your parents and saying, man, how do I, how do I honor them for the, the men and women that they, that they are and, and what they are able to do for me? Not what they can, but what they can do. And honor them. And I think... I think there's a great blessing God wants to give you as you begin to choose to honor, not from a place saying, 
uh, if I follow the rules, then I'm being a good Christian, but saying, God has promised me a long life and good things if I choose to honor. And it has nothing to do with my parents, it has everything to do with my heart and my reward and how I choose to honor. It's a big deal. Number two, the church. Um, in the church, how do we honor in the church? Well, in the church, you call people pastor, you call people deacon, you call people mister, you call people missus. In living water culture, one of the main ways you're going to honor people around you is pastor. And let me just tell you, like, I don't need it. But it's the culture we've decided on. We talk about culture here, right? This, uh, th this culture series I teach this to the Anthem students. Every culture you go into has its own way of talking about the people around it. When you come into a prayer meeting in Living Water, what do you do? You honor the culture around you. Do you yell and scream and like fight with people? No, you like, I'm going to raise my hands, I'm going to sing, I'm going to have prophetic words, I'm, I'm going to honor the culture around me. When you come into your church culture, what is it that you need to do to honor? Not in a way that's like saying, if you do this, you're better. It's just saying, man, this is easy. This takes no skill for me to come in and say, Pastor Chase. But a lot of times we're thinking, oh, Pastor Chase is so narcissistic. He just needs me to call him pastor every time. Pastor Stephen just needs me to call him pastor. I, I don't. But one of the ways we've decided as a church leadership to let new people know who leadership is, is just saying, hey, Pastor Stephen. So then other people are like, oh, it's one of the pastors. That's really helpful. It also reinforces an environment that's like, man, I just want to honor you. Like you, you have a calling on your life. You put the work in your pastor. Pastor Cody back at the soundboard. Pastor Holly. Pastor Lauren. These are small things, but they go a long way because the reward's not for me. Right? When if I have millions of people call me Pastor Steven, I'm not rewarded. It's not like an achievement on Xbox, like, get it, get it, get it, I just need a couple more, boom, achievement unlocked. A million people call me Pastor Steven. I don't get any reward because somebody calls me Pastor Steven. You get the reward because you've honored. That's how it works. And when you don't honor, and I've had people be like, oh, man, I'm so sorry I didn't call you Pastor Steven. I just think, I mean, it's not a big deal to me. I mean, it's your loss. Like, you have the opportunity to honor, and if you don't want to do that, well, I mean, there's, there's reward I guess you don't want. I guess there's more of God's presence and goodness and love in your life you don't want because you don't want to honor the people around you. Now, I don't say all that to somebody. I'm just like, hey, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. But, man, I want to honor the people around me. Isn't that good? Man, it just begins to change things. So now we want to honor the work and the government. Uh, Romans 13, pay to all what is owed to them, taxes to whom taxes are owed, revenue to whom revenue is owed, respect to whom is respect is owed, honor to whom honor is owed. Pay your taxes. Honor, honor the president. Honor the mayor. Honor the governor. Speak kindly. You know, we talk about civil discourse. We're about to vote on Tuesday. I know a lot of you can't vote yet. That's okay. You can still honor the people around you. And finally, 
Discover honors people. I'm going to call the band up. Discover honors people. Honors power. Honors place. If you want to be a people that honor, there's three things you got to do. You got to be humble. You got to be wise. And you got to be loving. Humble, wise, and loving. And here's what this looks like. Humble. Proverbs 29, 23. One's pride will bring him low, but he who is lowly in spirit will obtain honor. Humility is something you pray for. Humility is something you go after. Humility is something one of my mentors, C.J. Mahaney, has said, I'm a proud man pursuing humility. Humility is not an arrival point where you say, I'm now humble. I have no need for any more humility. You actually say, I'm proud, and I see all this in me, and I'm, I'm pursuing everything in me, humility. Because as I do that, I begin to see everybody else is struggling just as much. And humble people are people who honor others. They don't even have to think about honoring somebody else because they're like, my life's just as jacked up as that person's life. I'm just, as, I'm just as terrible as that person. And I'm sure they're having a terrible day. I could be nice to them. You know, a lot of times honor is just kindness. I don't think I've prepped you guys on this. Play little keys, you know? Live. There we go. There we go. Tickle the ivories. There we go. Yep. That's good, Livia. Mm, that's nice. I usually don't do this, but I'm trying it, and I'm, this is, yeah, it's nice. It's really good. Pastor John does it all the time, so I thought I'd do it tonight. But I wouldn't tell them which didn't honor you. Forgive me. Oh my gosh. You guys are amazing. So two more things. Wise. We need to get wisdom, get insight. The humble person, the wise person, this, this person of honor is wise, meaning he's learned from other people. He or she has looked at the lives of other people and he said, man, I don't want to repeat those mistakes. I'm actually going to learn from them. I'm going to go to them and say, how can I grow? How can I learn? How can I not make those same mistakes? People of honor are humble, wise, and then finally, they're loving. They're loving. First Corinthians says this, Love is patient, love is kind, does not envy or boast, is not arrogant or rude, it does not insist on its own way, it's not irritable or resentful, does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth, love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Love never ends. Verse 13 of 1 Corinthians 13 says, so now faith, hope, and love abide, these three, but the greatest of these is love. Here's, here's the deal about Love. See, the, the person of honor loves because he's been loved by Jesus. And he's able to look at the people around him. She's able to look at the people around her and actually say, you have dignity, value, and worth. And you see, this culture that we want to create and this culture that if you're brand new and you're coming into Living Water Youth, we want you to be part of this culture of honor. 
We want you to discover the power that happens when you honor people. We want you to discover the, the power that comes from ushering in the kingdom in your relationships, in loving people, in caring for people. And man, the, the main application point I have for all of you is that point I brought up earlier where I said, man, who are you lifting up? Because when you honor somebody, you lift them up. You're amazing, you're incredible, I like you, I wanna spend time with you. Are you only doing that to people that are like you? That is the main application point because I know of nothing that will drive me from a place faster than no one engages me for me. We're, we're like these amazing detectors we can just sniff out the moment we walk into a place and we think, I don't fit in here and no one is engaging with me. I'm not welcome, I'm not loved. But the moment you walk into a place that's like, I'm clearly not like these people, but they don't look like they're like anybody. And I've already been in, like, people are talking to me. And people are just honoring, like, they, now they don't think people are honoring me for, you know, who I am. But people know when they're just valued for who they are. And that's the kind of culture you want to be in, right? Nobody wants to go into a place that, that only honors them for how they look like that person. We just sniff that out so fast. And I want to encourage you. Man, this is the culture we want to create here is one where we, we love people. And the way we love them is we look at them in the unique ways they've been made and we build them up. We build them up. We care for them. And so often we're so discouraged when a lot of times our, our whole attitude would change if we looked at somebody else and we just said, man, man you're, you're incredible. You're totally different than me. And I just want to say, what that this thing that you do, I could never do it, and I'm so glad you're able to do it. Thank you. And that is, that's a huge cultural shift. There's basic things, saying pastor, saying please, saying thank you. I mean, there's just honor stuff. So tonight, we want to discover honor's power, discover honor's place, and discover honors people. And, and I gave you guys some things to think through, some questions, some things to really ponder, especially with, I think with parents, I think with work. How many people love their boss? I've only had a couple bosses that I love, but a lot of times I didn't. But you know what? If you, if you love your boss, great, then honor your boss. But if you don't, just make a decision that honors your reward and you can honor that, that authority figure. It doesn't matter how good or bad they are. Because it's about you and the Lord and you honoring God as you honor another person. Amen? It's good. So what I wanted to do tonight is I want to do this because I think honor comes full circle that, you know, you can begin to get really introspective and in thinking, oh, man, I don't think I've honored anybody. And I've got to, like, really go deep on this. Okay, before you do that, before we go deep on that, I, I, what I wanted the band to do is I wanted us to, to sing just a great song of praise to God because... Honor starts with, man, we just want to praise the Lord for who he is. And I know that that's a shift in even the dynamic and the attitude in the room. But like Pastor John preached this morning, there's something that happens in our hearts when we choose to praise. When we choose to say, God, you're greater than me. God, you're more loving than me. God, you care for me. 
And so what I wanted to do is I want to sing Love Won't Let Me Down. That song, man, we just got up and we danced and, man, we just praise God to that. And then, and then we close out and, and we leave here. And, and we have a great night knowing that I've learned some things about honor and about the culture here. But I ended my night just saying, God, there is no one greater than you. There's no one that loves me more than you. Thank you. Could we do that? That's why I got you guys up here. And you've been so patiently waiting. I'm not good at calling the band up. And I've learned a valuable lesson here by experience. And I should have learned it through wisdom by asking somebody not to call them up early. That is so funny. Oh, my gosh. Hey, let's stand up. And I want, I want us to sing. I want us to honor the Lord. I want us to sing praises to God because he loves us and cares for us. I just want to thank you. And, uh, and I want to thank Holly and, and Pastor Holly and Pastor Chase. What a, a joy it is to be here and be, uh, be a part of this culture, this culture of honor. So love you. Thank you. Pray with me. Jesus, thank you. Thank you for tonight. God, thank you that you love us. Thank you that you chose us. Thank you that you honor us, God. And Lord, as we sing now, God, may faith rise in our hearts, God, that honor's not something we got to work up, but you've got opportunities all around us. And Lord, you have nothing but reward for us on the other side of it to begin to create more of a culture of honor here and in our lives and our workplaces. Do it, God. And as we sing now, Jesus, just let, let faith rise, Spirit of God, as we praise you. Thank you. In your name, amen.